The views, opinions, and findings contained in this podcast are those of the host and subject matter experts. They should not be construed as official Department of Defense positions, policies, or decisions unless designated by other official documentation. Hi, welcome to Clinical Updates in Brain Injury Science Today, or Cubist, a podcast for healthcare providers about current research on traumatic brain injury, also known as TBI. The TBI Center of Excellence, or TBICOE, produces this program. I'm your host today, Don Marion. I'll be speaking with Amanda Ganot. Ms. Ganot is a physician assistant and TBI subject matter expert at TBICOE. Amanda and I will discuss a study entitled PTSD Symptoms and Tinnitus Severity, an analysis of veterans with post-traumatic headaches, a study by John Mooring and colleagues and published in the journal Health Psychology in March of 2022. Hi, Amanda, and thanks for bringing this article to our attention. Could you tell us a little bit about why the study is important? Hi, Don. Yeah, sure, of course. So I think this is a really important study to cover because it addresses a symptom that is not only commonly considered in patients after TBI, but it's actually one of the most common service-connected disabilities, according to the Veterans Health Administration. So tinnitus has been reported in over 2 million veterans, and 10% of individuals with tinnitus report a decreased quality of life as a result. So this is a big concern. Additionally, as you know, Don, PTSD is a common comorbidity associated with TBI and also with tinnitus. PTSD is the third most common service-connected disability behind hearing loss and tinnitus. So this study aimed to evaluate whether there was a relationship between tinnitus-related distress and PTSD symptoms among a cohort of military veterans with TBI that were seeking care for post-traumatic headache symptoms. Amanda, if I can interrupt for a minute, when you say tinnitus, you mean ringing in the ear. Right? Yeah, actually, Don, I'm glad you mentioned that. So, when we think of tinnitus, yes, we most commonly associate it with ringing in the ears. But it is really important for providers or for listeners to know that tinnitus is actually defined as a perception of sound in proximity to the head in the absence of an external source. So, this could actually mean a buzzing, humming, hissing, or could sound like other noises. Tinnitus can be continuous or intermittent, and it can be unilateral or bilateral. There's several types of tinnitus out there, but the most common is secondary to sensory neural hearing loss with resulting dysfunction within the auditory system. These symptoms can be pretty disturbing for patients, so it's important to get a really good patient history to determine whether this is something that could be occurring, particularly after a TBI. And one other thing to know is that the symptom checklist that we commonly use after TBI, the Neurobehavioral Symptom Inventory, or NSI, actually doesn't have a specific question about tinnitus. There are questions about hearing difficulty and sensitivity to noise, so tinnitus may certainly come up when asked those questions, but there's not one that specifically asks about, you know, that perception of sound around the head. So it's important for providers to know that and to specifically ask about that when taking a patient's history. A good point, Amanda. So is there an effective medical or surgical cure for tinnitus? Not really. So cognitive behavioral therapy is the treatment of choice and it can really help. I'm sure you know this in your background in neurosurgery. Years ago, it was thought that cutting the eighth cranial nerve, which is the cranial nerve responsible for hearing, might help. But actually, it ended up making the tinnitus worse and resulted in loss of hearing. So that procedure was quickly abandoned. So Amanda, how was this particular study done? 
So this study was a study of 112 veterans that reported tinnitus and post-traumatic headaches were enrolled in this analysis, which was actually a subsample of a larger study evaluating cognitive behavioral and cognitive processing therapies. Participants were predominantly white males who served in the U.S. Army in support of Operations Enduring Freedom, Iraqi Freedom, or New Dawn, and were confirmed to have a diagnosis of post-traumatic headache through a consensus process. So for this study, post-traumatic headache was defined as a chronic headache for more than three months in an individual who had sustained a TBI and reported the onset of headache after the TBI or exacerbation of intensity, frequency, or duration of headaches within three months of the TBI. Patients also had symptoms of PTSD, according to the DSM-5. And in this study, the Tinnitus Functional Index, or TFI, was used to measure tinnitus. The TFI is a questionnaire with 25 questions that form eight different subscales. So these subscales include intrusiveness of tinnitus, sense of control, cognitive inference, sleep disturbance, auditory issues, relaxation issues, quality of life, and emotional distress. Individuals with TFI scores between 25 and 50 are considered significant problems, and those above 50 indicate severe tinnitus that warrants more intensive therapeutic approaches. The PTSD checklist for DSM-5, or the PCL-5, was used to determine PTSD symptom severity. This study analyzed baseline assessments of this subset of patients prior to randomization into treatment groups as part of this larger study. The aim here was to examine the relationship between tinnitus-related distress and PTSD severity in this group of veterans with confirmed post-traumatic headaches and PTSD symptoms. Amanda, I just uh, want to emphasize that the subjects in the study had not yet been enrolled in a treatment arm of the larger study, so that did not confound their findings, correct? That's correct. So all of this information was taken at baseline before they were enrolled in the treatment arms of the study. Right. So, so what did they find? So again, at baseline, participants demonstrated elevated tinnitus-related distress on the TFI total score. Approximately 50% of participants scored in the severe range, which was 50 or greater, and about 40% reported significant problems with tinnitus, so a TFI score of 25 to 50. On the PCL5, 82.1% of participants had a probable PTSD diagnosis. On average, participants scored about a 47 on the PCL5, which is above the recommended cutoff of 33 for a probable PTSD diagnosis. Greater TFI total severity was related to greater PTSD total severity. So greater scores on all TFI subscales were associated with greater re-experiencing symptoms on the PCL5. Additionally, higher scores on the TFI subscales, with the exception of sleep, were associated with greater levels of avoidance symptoms. Problems with tinnitus-related intrusions, hearing relaxation, quality of life, and emotion were related to greater levels of negative mood, cognition, and hyperarousal. The correlational analyses indicated that increased intrusiveness of tinnitus, including the perceived loudness, awareness, and annoyance, was significantly related to increases in PTSD symptom clusters, including re-experiencing, avoidance, negative alteration in cognition and mood, and alterations in arousal and reactivity. That's a lot of information, Amanda. I'm a little bit confused, I guess. Did the authors interpret their findings as the tinnitus making the PTSD symptoms worse, PTSD making the tinnitus symptoms worse, both or neither? 
Yeah, that's a really good question, Don. That is unknown and is actually cited as a limitation of this study. So it's really unclear whether the relationship is bidirectional or unidirectional from the data given. There are some studies that have shown that serotonin levels may have an impact on tinnitus severity, which could indicate that PTSD, depression, or anxiety could worsen or perhaps even cause tinnitus symptoms. But other studies have shown that tinnitus worsens symptoms of PTSD by increasing re-experiencing and worsening sleep. So, you know, to answer your question for this study, the answer is neither. And that's still a question that has to be answered in the research community. So what were the other limitations of the study, Amanda? First is, as I'm sure you've noticed, the correlational analysis that was done was only related to tinnitus and PTSD symptom severity. And yet, this was a cohort of patients that had confirmed TBI and who were seeking treatment for post-traumatic headaches. So it's really not clear how headaches or other TBI symptoms may have contributed to the patient's symptoms. Additionally, further information about the quality of the tinnitus was not provided. So whether it was unilateral, bilateral, the duration of tinnitus, etc., that information was not included. The study also did not have a comparative sample of those with PTSD alone. So future studies could investigate symptom severity difference in those with and without tinnitus and comorbid PTSD. And lastly, as we mentioned earlier, while this analysis provides information about the possible relationship between PTSD and tinnitus, it's not clear whether that relationship is unidirectional or bidirectional. Interesting. So, Amanda, what were the key takeaways? Well, Don, you know, I can't really say that I'm too surprised about the results of this study. In my clinical experience, patients with tinnitus, particularly with really severe tinnitus, have a lot of difficulties and it can be really intrusive. So, I think that as we mentioned earlier in this episode, it's really important for providers to take a detailed history and ask specifically about tinnitus-related symptoms in their evaluation of patients after TBI or in their evaluation of those with behavioral health or sleep concerns even. So keeping in mind that cognitive behavioral therapies and mindfulness-based therapies can be effective for many of the symptoms associated with tinnitus and even considering you know, referrals to audiology early on for this patient population. You know, one of the things that this calls to mind too is it kind of emphasizes the importance of hearing protection or ear protection in those service members with an MOS that involves loud noises like those who operate artillery or shoulder-mounted weapons and so forth. Anyway, thanks, Amanda. Very interesting. Unfortunately, that's all we have time for today. You can stay up to date on future episodes by subscribing to Cubist on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts, where you can also find links to the articles we discuss and other relevant resources. Cubist is produced and edited by Vinnie White and was hosted today by me, Don Marion. It is a product of the Traumatic Brain Injury Center of Excellence, a branch of the Research Portfolio Management Division under the Research and Engineering Directorate of the Defense Health Agency, led by Branch Chief Captain Scott Cota, Medical Corps, United States Navy. Thank you for listening to this episode.